Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm I'm done. Not with the pod. <laughs> That's dramatic. Although yeah. we've proven in previous pods that I'm dramatic. So right, I've got Jack Nicholson lined up. We're not getting into this again. Look, I'm I'm this is gonna be, I think, um a relatively short episode because I think it's just look, the fact is we've we've done politics in the past. Um and I'm we're both done with it, you know. Yeah. I, I something came up the other day and I messaged you about it and said, yeah. um, you know, what do you think on it? And honestly it was like, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Whereas normally I do try and keep sort of up to date with what's going on. The same again a couple of weeks ago you messaged me something and I was like, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I think there's a few things that changed. Look, first I want to run through a list of things that have really pissed me off that the government have done. Let's get that out of the way, right? Yeah, sure. I've sort of been compiling a, a small list. One, Boris Johnson undoing the Brexit bill that passed through Parliament in December. For yeah. those of you that don't know, there was a lot of aggro last year. Oh God, it feels like such a long time ago that it May was in that May ago. was in power. Last year, Theresa May was struggling to get a bill through Parliament in December. Yeah. Johnson, after assuming power, finally did get a bill through Parliament. Yeah. Fair enough, most agreed. Like, it's not the best deal, but it's a deal it'll it do. It'll do, yeah. He then started undoing it. He started taking things out of it. Yeah, and he actually even got called out on live television by Michelle Barnier, the uh, chief negotiator for the EU in yes. regards to Brexit. And it's well worth the shout that Marc Francois, if you don't know Marc Francois, he's essentially a sketch show character. Um, he actually did... He wrote a letter to the EU and to Michel Barnier saying, why the hell are all the rights that we agreed on being taken out and all the trade deals that we agreed on being taken out? Yeah. This is absolute bullshit. And Michel Barnier was so nice about it. It was like, if you've listened to our last pod, you'll hear a story about when Big messaged Alex with a rant. And yeah. Alex came back and couldn't have been nicer. And that was essentially what Michel Barnier did. He messaged back and he said, um, uh, messaged back, I make him sound like teenagers. He wrote back and said, actually... We don't have anything to do with the bill. Yeah. We don't touch it. It's not on us. That's on you. So it's your it's your prime minister that's doing that. No, sorry guys. We're hesitating slightly because for some reason the chair Jake is sat on was just slowly lowering him out of the I lifted control. it up and then it broke again. <laughs> um, and I was just sat here watching Jake just progressively drop. <laughs> it, it was quite comedic so yeah sorry I'm now back at height. I'm now back at the height that you're used to me being at yeah yeah he's beneath me listen <laughs> um, told my man's got to show man some respect and speaking <laughs> of respect look that's something that this government just isn't doing no. um, one of the things that really irked me recently there's two well one no one just flat pissed me off one that irked me was in the wake of the pandemic and the lockdown the government have inspired us to all go out and eat. Yeah. And they were offering... 50% off meals. 50% off meals Monday in the weekday. Yeah, yeah, in the weekday, in, in lots of lots of restaurants. About two weeks later, ten days after that, my timelines might be well off, my timelines often are. They then turned around and said, the country's too fat, we need to, <laughs> we need to make some changes. <clears throat> but the changes that came, so first of all, you're pissed off because you're like, well, hang on a minute, this whole thing of eating out was your idea. Yeah. But I think the reason it came around, they said, you know, we're going to have higher taxes on foods. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to have to get rid of buy one, get one free offers. They said they're making us too fat. I think, and this is, this is where I sound like a bit like a fucking left wing conspiracist. I think it's in preparation for Brexit. I think in the wake of a no deal Brexit, 
in the immediate aftermath, we won't be able to afford buy one, get one free offers because we'll be no. paying much, much more to import the foods. Yeah. I believe that we'll have to tax higher because of the, all the money we're losing. And again, because we're paying more to get them, we have to kind of subsidise that we and make that back. We have to find the money from somewhere else. I think that's what it is and maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're probably accurate. Um, and it's, it's a bit hypocritical when you've got a fat prime minister going, you're all too fat. Yeah, well, it, it just re- it reeks of comings again, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, do you know what? You can you can absolutely all go out and eat, but um, you really shouldn't, though, because you are all fat. <laughs> yeah, it, it's massively mixed messaging, but that's something we've sort of... Well, I, I've grown accustomed to. Yeah, since COVID started. I mean, just the other day... Uh, Boris was talking about easing the easing of lockdown so yes. slowing down and then literally seconds later is it Chris Whitty, Chris Whitty Professor then Chris when Whitty. Um, I think it's quite clear we need to halt what we're doing like, it, and the, it was, phrase, the phrase he used is um, and I'm going to get it slightly wrong but he said we've reached capacity for the easing of lockdown yeah whereas Boris was like there's no need to no, stop no we've reached the limit we've reached the limit mm. of easing of lockdown and exactly seconds earlier, Bryce is going, yeah, we're going to get everything up and running again. Yeah. No time, no worries. Now, what some of the things that really piss me off about, and, and I'm sort of mixed on it, and I, I have to admit that part of this is just because I don't like Boris. So I'm going to try and mm. give you enough so that you can see through that. Because part of the thing was that um, on the 31st of July, on the 1st of August, a lot of stuff was due to open again. Certain salons and... and Indoor treatment places, indoor swimming pools, like indoor bowling alleys, casinos, all places like this. And on the 31st of July, Boris said, that's not happening. Yeah. We're cancelling it. Now, part of me is like proud, and I have to get that out of the way, not proud, please, because it's like, no good, health has to come first. Like, even if it's the 11th Let's hour, sense we have to put the, if it's not safe, it's not happening. Yeah. However, the other side of that is, I feel like they'd have known that a couple of days in advance, and... I think a lot of these places will have furloughed, unfurloughed people for a couple of days before the first yeah. to get their places ready, to get hand sanitising stations set up, to set out markings for, yeah. for distancing and stuff like that. <clears throat> so they've got they've, they've unfurloughed all these people that have now got to be refurloughed. I don't even know if you can refurlough people at like this. I imagine you can, but the hassle can't be that easy. Well, yeah, the admin and bureauc- bureaucratic side of it won't be easy. No, no, you just feel like they probably knew earlier. But I'm getting a bit... Anti-virus. Yeah, but then again, the not being prepared enough with this government is again something we've grown accustomed to. I mean, again, just the other night, Manchester was essentially put back into lockdown, mm. or certain boroughs of it. Um, but the government announced it on Twitter hours before it was to take place, mm. and local MPs were scrambling trying to get information from the government and over yet, what boroughs were going into lockdown. Meanwhile. They're, they're they're saying we're gonna we're gonna put a whole um, constituency, not really a constituency, but a whole area into lockdown. Yeah. Um. In, in like you know six hours, so get a hustle on, guys. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're saying, do you know what? For the safety of everyone, we should all be wearing masks in shops, but like, not for another couple of weeks. I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's important, <laughs> but it's not that important. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Th- there is genuinely a dismay among people about why are we waiting two weeks to introduce these things? Because the, the thing is, now, either they save lives or they don't. Either they work or they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because with the masks, for example, by the point they announced they were going to introduce that, they were readily available everywhere, um, and even now, like. Because I work in retail and customers come into a store without a mask. For me, there's no excuse. Do you know what really pisses me off about people with masks at the moment? 
first of all, we yeah, you do get a lot of people coming in without masks, and you have to be mm-hmm. like, guys, masks. What really pisses me off is you go, have you got a mask? And they go, yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, you need to wear it in the store. And they go, yeah, yeah. And they put it on. And then a second later, it's down here by their chin. <laughs> and you're like, right, but that's not, it's not a fucking chin guard. It's not there to keep your fucking beard safe. Put it up over your fucking mouth and nose, you cretin. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, the company I work for... And, it, and I, I confront people. I'm like, guys, Martin, they're like, yeah, I'm wearing it. I'm like, but you're not. <laughs> you're not wearing it. You've got it on. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I mean, I'm sort of glad in a way my company's taken a stance that we can't enforce it. Um, it leads to confrontation. And I think ultimately they want to piss off as few people as possible. Um, although we're being pressured as staff to wear them, despite the fact it's not See, that's uh, interesting mandatory. My company's gone the other um, way. Staff are not wearing it's It's if the staff want to. And that causes issues because people go, well, why should I wear a mask when you don't? And I always try and argue, not for the sake of the company, but just for the sake of like mm. an offering of a thought. It's just to say, well, look, if you as a customer get really uncomfortable, really hot and bearable, you can step outside and take it off. Yeah. Me as an employee, I can't. I'm here for eight hours and there's nothing I exactly. can do Exactly. And for me at work, I've been wearing one and I'm constantly having to go out the back, take it off, give myself five minutes to cool down and then go back to work again. So it's really... Don't even not... get started if you're wearing glasses. <laughs> well, yeah. And then I've also got to wear a headset. Um, they've got to see these visor things as well, but they fog up. So <laughs> there's no... Um, but yeah. And then even yesterday, I had a supposedly regular customer. I've never seen him before. He uh, asked to speak to a manager and uh, he started going on at me about the fact we were allowing customers in without a face mask. Um, and I said, look, I completely understand where you're coming from. It frustrates us as well. However, the government and our company have told us we are not allowed to enforce it. We're not in a position to, nor do we have the power to do it. Um, and then he was like, well, I'm going to come one more time. And if I see one more customer being allowed in without a face mask, I won't ever shop here well, again. Well, then you won't shop in there again. Um, and I just said, well, I completely understand where you're coming from, sir, but there's... It's out of my hands. It's out of my hands. And if you start um, calling the police to deal with people without face masks on... But you'd need about a hundred thousand more police. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like he even had a go at the guy on the till serving someone without a face mask, and it's like, look, we're just here to do our jobs. Um, it's not for us to get involved in this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, the delay between these things being introduced make no sense whatsoever. No, but that's it. It's either they work or they don't work. There's yeah. no, there's no in between. There's no like they work, but you know, maybe a couple of days at most to allow people to be able to go out and buy, buy some. Them, yeah. Um, but beyond that, I don't understand why you need a two week. We we're selling them at a pound for the cheap masks, and the reason is, and people kick up a fuss about that. And I always say, it's not a pound for the mask. It's more. It's the same as the supermarket with the bags. It's more a deterrent to make sure you remember to bring your mask. Yeah. Because next time you'll think, oh no, I'm not paying a yeah, pound. Yeah, I'm not paying so. a pound, I better bring the mask, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but no, you definitely you still get a lot of people just walking. Uh, the people that really make me laugh are the ones that put their shirt over their face yeah. and they walk into a shop. Yeah. And it lasts all of about two seconds until they need to pick something up. <laughs> I mean, I had one customer the other day, she came up to me, she didn't have a mask on, and she was like, is it alright if I come in without a mask? And I just looked at her and I was sort of like, well, by law, no. But I can't force you to wear one. And she was just like, oh, okay. And then just walked off and continued with what she was doing. Yeah, and we find ourselves once again in the territory we're in after the Cummings thing. Except this time instead of the police, it's it's retail workers like, like yourself, like mm. myself, who are now saying, okay, well, legally, you're not meant to be doing that. 
but I cannot stop you. No. Because, and also, you know, it was the whole thing of when they did introduce the mask thing, or they, they announced it, they said, um, are you going to have to do it in takeaways and stuff? And, and Matt Hancock said, well, yes, absolutely. Mm. Then Gove was spotted getting a coffee without one, and they were like, actually, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> the takeaways are all right. And also the amount of interviews as well. This really pissed me off. The amount of interviews politicians are taking, talking about the benefit of face masks. Whilst not wearing, whilst not wearing a face mask. It's like, no. are you mental? Yeah. So with the current government, do you think it's stupidity? Do no. you think it's deliberate? No. 100% deliberate. So you think they're deliberately just It makes me sound really, really cynical. And... But I've said this from minute one, and I, you can you can check back, and this is a great opportunity to plug the pod... Um, you can you can also check our social medias yes, while we're at it. Yes, will be about here. Um, but you can check back and, and listen to the previous pods, and I've I've said this from day one. This government are being deliberately vague and and non-committal and, and quite well. You know, do go out, don't go out, and all that business, mm. so that the public cannot interpret what they're saying. There's no clear guidance. The public can't interpret it. When so things go wrong. Though? Would you, what is you it mean? so that they can blame us when things yeah, go wrong so when and... things go wrong they can go well look you guys were the ones who were out and about you guys were the mm. ones who weren't wearing face masks you guys were the ones that were, were meeting up and, and doing this despite the fact that we said well you can meet up but don't meet up meet up with like <laughs> six people but only five if one of them is you know, wearing green shoes or something do you know what like, there's all that kind of stuff going on and I think it's 100% and I said, I said this for a minute one it's absolutely could it be more deliberate and callous mm. and cold and calculated all they want is to blame us because they've blamed us from the start Boris Johnson with the care home workers that really triggered me at yeah. the start if you go back and you can read it it's clear it's in report it's in writing it remains unlikely that anyone in, in a care home or receiving care in a care home will become infected no policy put in place no PPE provided no and extra PPE happened? provided the worst industry Hit. worst industry to be hit yeah. absolutely couldn't have been worse and then Boris Johnson had the audacity to come out and blame the people uh, on the 3rd of July Monday the 3rd of July I remember this because it was not that far away from my birthday and say that the reason uh, uh, when asked about the death uh, the death toll in care homes he said and I'm sort of again I'm not going to get it verbatim but I am quoting mm. he said that perhaps care home workers weren't following uh, procedure as best they could weren't following procedures as best they could. What procedure? The fucking bollocks to yeah. try and blame the people. And it's happening. It's always been happening. This mm. isn't the first occasion and it won't be the last occasion. Well, this Hancock, is what this government does. Matt Hancock on Twitter was implying that it was the people's fault that Manchester is going back into lockdown. Um, and I, I actually got triggered. This was the thing. This is what's um, my problem. I I'm normally mm. on Twitter. There's two things I use Twitter for. One is to keep up to date with football. One is current events, um, and literally the amount of stuff. Uh, oh, it was funny because I was sort of live texting you as I was experiencing it. I hadn't been on Twitter for a couple of weeks, really, and I was flicking through, and within seconds there was stuff from Matt Hancock and other people, and I was just like, "What stuff?" And, and I actually ended up tweeting Matt Hancock, calling him an incompetent bellend, and I said, "If you're looking for someone to blame, how about you look in the mirror, or your prime minister? You absolute, you know." Yeah, no, I, th I think it couldn't be more deliberate, the fact that mm. they're... And you know what's worse is, we're letting them. And I don't mean you or I, but as a, as a collective Yeah, we're not people, holding them We're to letting account. them. We're letting the media get away with asking stupid questions and the media mm. are to blame. When the media are saying, like, it's a lovely day, go to the beach, and they didn't, they didn't say that 
quote word for word but that's essentially what they were that's what they've been saying over this lockdown right why the fuck is the government not getting on to them and saying look we're not gonna we're not gonna stop you for you can print what you can print but please Mm. print responsibly and calling them out in their press conference saying look the media are going to print what they're going to print but we think it's highly irresponsible to be suggesting that this lockdown's over to be suggesting that we can take the next step Mm. and to be really looking forward to the next steps we need to deal with what we're dealing with now I but mean, we're letting them get away with absolute murder. I try to cut them a tiny bit of slack because I don't think any government in this position would have done a perfect job. No, I absolutely um, agreed. And I think they have... The problem is none of the people in the cabinet have the experience or ability to really understand what's going on. Probably the only people around them that do is people like Chris Whitty, who are actually experts in their field. Well, this is the thing as well. They were following the scientific advice right the way up until they weren't. Yeah. And I know that seems like a dumb phrase, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Until it no longer made sense for them to follow it, they followed it. Then they would stop about Um, the the science. We're listening to the science. Then it was like, well, you know, we've made our decision. Get on with it. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, we've been saved or they've been saved, um, the government, by the fact Brazil and the US have just been an absolute clusterfuck. If it wasn't for them... Yeah, that's it. We could, quite frankly, be the worst country on the planet in terms of dealing with this. Um, We've got to give an honourable shout-out to Trump, by the way, who has tweeted on many occasions to suggest (laughs) that the reason the death toll is so high in America and the cases are so high in America is because they test more than any other country. Yeah. Nothing to do with the fact it's spreading quickly. Nothing to do with the fact that yeah. they haven't taken effective measures to restrict it. Restrict yeah. it. No, it's they do more tests. And the, the thing is, it's like he's not wrong. No. You know, if they didn't test anyone, but that's not the cases why you have would be the zero. Numbers. No, it's not why they have the highest numbers. No. The other thing that I think is worth an honourable mention before I kind of sum up about why I'm done with politics at the moment is um, clause seventeen. Oh, for the NHS. Yes. So the government voted recently on an item called Clause 17. And what Clause 17 does is it protects the NHS from... Being up for negotiation with the USA in trade talks. But it protects it from foreign influence and yeah. from foreign control. It means that, you know, it can't be owned by... No part of it can be owned or controlled by anyone outside of the government, essentially, even though basically yeah. it is. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and what and, and the government, despite Boris, and he said the NHS is not on the table. Those are words from Boris Johnson throughout his campaign. Yeah. If you go back through December, through the back end of November, throughout his entire campaign leading up to that general election, one of the words, one of the phrases that he used throughout it in every talk in every debate the yeah, nhs is, is not, not for, sale. for sale and now it's gonna be it's happening we're witnessing yeah. it because the 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 government boris's government voted against clause 17 yeah they they said so basically you look at it from a very simple point of view we said guys do you mm. think the nhs this beautiful thing the only good thing about this country in my personal opinion do you mm. think the nhs should be protected uh, as a thing, you know, from to make sure that it doesn't get sold off and privatised and to try and ensure that we have free, decent, accessible healthcare for all. And they went, no, yeah. I don't think it should be protected at all. And yet they will then come out in interviews and talk about how great it is and how much they love it. They clap for the carers. Let's talk about that. Yeah. The fact that uh, doctors got a pay rise but nurses didn't. Yeah. What's that about? Care home workers didn't get a pay rise. Yeah. These people were hit more than anyone else. 
no care, no no pay rise. No. What's that about? Doctors. The fuck do doctors need a pay rise? Junior doctors and that, fair enough, they don't earn up. But, yeah. but once you get to a consultancy level, I'm not saying it's, you know, you're, uh, you're earning the money. Please don't think of <laughs> yeah. this as an attack. But you, you've got enough to live comfortably. Yeah. The nurses don't have enough to live comfortably. No, the care home workers don't have enough to live comfortably. Where the fuck are their pay rises? Because they've done mm. arguably more work And have been in the, the worst areas. It's just unacceptable. And I think, for me now, to talk about why I, I'm done with politics is, is very simple because I'm triggered. I'm triggered by it all at every turn. I'm 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 constantly triggered. I listened to a clip of Boris Johnson talking about um, the Olympics, space. the Olympics from twenty from twenty twelve, and I listened to about a ten second clip and got so fucking enraged. Yeah, just hearing his voice because it's just I now tweet. I don't. I had to stay off Twitter for like a week because I got so fucking triggered by everything yeah. I saw. I try and keep my Instagram and my my Facebook personal. Um, uh, that's Jake, Jake, Jake H uh, for the Instagram. By the way, if you want to find me personally, um, I try and keep that free of politics, and I keep it on Twitter at Jakey H seventy seven, possibly at Jakey seventy seven. I don't remember. I'm not very good at it. It's a good job I'm not plugging myself in it. Yeah. Um, I try and keep it all on Twitter, and I just had to stay off because I was getting really, really triggered. Everything I saw was just winding me up, and I now just tweet the same thing I promised a few a few weeks ago. That every time I saw something that Boris or Matt Hancock or uh, what's the other Weasley little punch bag, um, Dominic Raab, yeah. um, Michael Gove. Any time I see him, not so much Michael Gove, particularly those three, the the holy trinity of the apocalypse. <laughs> Every time I see something from them, I always tweet the same thing. It's the it's the the gif from uh, Star Wars Rogue Na- uh, Rogue Nation. It's fucking Mission Impossible. Um, from Star Wars Rogue One. It's good film, by the way. It's um, Forrest Whitaker's uh, Saw Gerrera saying lies, deception, and that's it. I just tweet that every time I see anything <laughs> that they say. Um, because that's what it is. They don't really give a shit. They don't. I don't even think they believe it themselves. They're just saying it because they think that's what they're told no, to say. No, I think fundamentally they've put their careers above the general public safety during all of this. Yeah. All, yeah. all of them, I think. Probably, and everyone normally does, but normally it doesn't. It's not as. It's not severe. The, the direct. It's not deaths, as important as it the is. Direct now. deaths it results in are not as mass. I mean, if there was on one mass. stat that I would want people to take away from anything we say in terms of whether you think the government could have done better was everyone says we should have gone into lockdown earlier. If we'd have gone into lockdown one week earlier, the amount of deaths would have been cut in half. I don't know about cutting half, but certainly the estimates are that somewhere around the 20,000 mark. Yeah. 20,000. 20,000 people. I know this is all hypothetical and it's all based on... on but it's running true. numbers, but in theory, and even just as a theory, and it's a very realistic theory, twenty thousand people died yeah. who didn't need to die. That's twenty thousand less families mourning, not being able to see their loved ones. Twenty thousand people, mm. and they're still going to come out and try and blame us. Yeah, twenty thousand people died because they didn't need to. I, and I, do you know whose fault it is? Turns out it's mine. Turns out it's the care home workers that have been looking after yeah, all our parents and grandparents and, and sisters and brothers. Mm. I saw this heartbreaking video of this huge sort of bodybuilder guy that just broke down in his van. 
Oh, it wasn't me then. It could have been, yeah. Maybe a body double, I don't know. But he just, he was was talking about the fact his mum had died from COVID and he just completely broke down in his car and he was like, I couldn't, I couldn't be there for her. I couldn't hold her. I couldn't tell her it would be all right. Um, And then there was another, there was a photo of this man. I think it might have been outside. um, It was a hospital in London. I can't remember which one. And from the moment his mum was admitted into hospital with COVID, he obviously couldn't be there with her. He sat outside her room's window from the moment she was admitted until... Oh, good job she went on the 12th floor, wasn't it? Until the moment she died. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's heartbreaking. It, it is heartbreaking, is. and do you know what? And it's one of, the, one of the things that upsets me when people are quite blasé when they talk about COVID. Like one of my colleagues yesterday, she was sort of saying, oh, it's just a virus, and it's like... It's not, it's not just a virus, though. It's human lives. It's it's families being ripped apart. It's and I want to I want to give a message that I think you'll agree with. I haven't told you. I haven't. We haven't discussed it. But uh, I'm giving it as a, an official Crossing Swords message. And I mm. think agree. Um, when you're in enclosed public space with other people, wear a mask. Mm. The thing is, it's a little bit uncomfortable. But let's face it, we're not in enclosed spaces with people for that long. Generally, when yeah. you go and do your weekly shop. Generally, it, it might take you like an hour, hour and a half in the shop. Once you're outside and you're packing in the car or whatever, take it off. Take it off. But yeah. generally, I mean, like realistically, hour and a half tops for your mm. weekly shop. Weekly, once a week. When you go in the shop, you're in there maybe 20, 30 minutes, right? Yeah, I mean, wear a fucking mask because yeah. even if there's a chance that it saves one life, what you can't suffer a little bit of discomfort, and they're not even that uncomfortable. They are no, quite uncomfortable, not. but only if you wear them for a couple of hours, by the way, or mm. shifting furniture, I've got to say. Do, don't do a workout in a mask. That's fucking hard work. Yeah. But if it's the chance that it saves one life for your little bit of discomfort for 20 minutes, like, fuck me. How could you How could you even toy with the idea of that? How could you even lean on one side? It's, an, it's a no-brainer. I completely support that message, and I think it leads me into why I've sort of gone off of politics, and it's because of the general public. Mm. Um, I blame the general public far more than I blame the government for the situation. Because we let the government do it. Yeah, we don't hold them to account. We aren't informed enough. And when people say to me, well, the information isn't there, it is there. It it takes me... It's just not there in the mainstream. If you follow the right things on Twitter or Facebook, it takes five minutes to find the information. That's the other thing as well. Um, Social media has a huge part to play in the downfall in politics. And I will call it the downfall in politics. mm. Because what's happened in the last five years, I would say, is that we've gone from being... Politicians have always bent the truth. mm. Now they break it flat out. They yeah. can get caught in the middle of a line. It doesn't matter. And all of that comes from misinformation spread on social media. Yeah. It's so easy to click and yeah, share. Well, just, Nothing's just A very checked. simple example is, um, for about two weeks, I kept getting responses to a comment I made on a video by Joe Politics of Keir Starmer holding Boris to account in PMQs. And all I said was that it was refreshing to have a opposition leader who held Boris to, or any prime minister to account. We haven't had it for a long time. And the responses I got were things like, he's Savile's best mate, and things yeah. like that. And you just like, all you would have done was read the title to a clip of Starmer never went after Savile, or something like that. And it, it's the epitome of. And not just that, there, was, there, were, there were articles being shared that suggested Keir Starmer was part of a conspiracy mm. that he didn't prosecute him over. Actually, if you check the prosecution records, 
No, he was very much pushing for the front. Yeah. You know, the, there was obviously we spoke but about it when he first got elected about the, the the clip going around that saying he was like, well, it's the it's the it's the victim's fault and it's not mm. that. No, what he was saying was we need to look at the system because yeah. currently victims aren't protected enough, they aren't yeah. encouraged enough, and we need to address that. That's what he was saying. But, but people don't know. No, well, but the thing is, people don't want to put in enough effort to actually have an informed decision. It's far easier to get whipped up into a frenzy over something that isn't true than actually look at the reality of things. Because in the reality of things, it is quite frightening to look at the government we have, their ineptitude, the so way they scary. lie. Uh, and the thing is, they're not like they don't hide any of it. It is all out in the open. Um, every day or any time Boris Johnson speaks, there is a lie that comes out of his mouth or something, not, maybe not quite a lie, but a half-truth or mincing his words and he will get contradicted you know seconds, later, seconds later live on television by an expert what I really, and no one bats what I really liked about Keir Starmer's promises questions <clears throat> on the Wednesday um, which might have even been no no on the well, anyway on the Wednesday of the 6th in fact it was the 6th the, uh, the Monday that Boris claimed that care home workers were at fault for the care home deaths mm. so on the 8th which was my birthday for anyone who wants to remember that and send me some messages next year maybe some presents who knows I've got an Amazon wish list feel free to check it out <laughs> um, he sort of in question he said are you going to apologise for that comment because you completely insulted them you know it wasn't their fault because you're you know in fact he said you know your government didn't give them any procedure to follow so how can you be telling them they didn't follow a procedure that you didn't give them are you going to apologise for completely insulting them and he and he just stood back and he let Boris rabble on. He went, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And he got up and he calmly went, are you going to apologise? That wasn't an apology. Mm. Are you going to apologise? Sat back down, kept it very simple. And Boris went, oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you, you, you wanted to undo the, the school thing and you wanted to get to work in mm. schools. And he just let him go on and he didn't, he didn't address that. He didn't go... You know, because a lot of le- a lot of people, not just leaders, will get drawn into that. Go fuck the schools, right? You know, and it, it's such, and he just calmly let him go on about the schools. And he said, "I went by not apologising. You are insulting everyone, and they know that." Mm. And it was so nice to watch him not yeah. get sidetracked by Boris trying to bring up all this other stuff and like, yeah. ah, and what about you? Inspect him to go like me? No, 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 no. It was like, are you going to apologise? Mm. I will not get off track. I will not get off message. Mm. I am going to keep asking and when it's clear that and that's the only thing he only needed to ask three times before he could turn around to you know because these things get broadcast and yeah. the clips get picked up and put online and on TV and repeated in news cycles and stuff and it was clear after three times all he needed to do was then look at look at the not the camera like a fucking like in a sitcom speaker. but certainly it's a speaker and say he's blamed people that he knows wasn't their fault mm. and he's not apologising and that's it just let it out there so people yeah. can see what a wide despicable wanker that he is but the thing is I, I, part of what worries me is I don't know whether the general public see him as that no I think they do um, I think or some people don't they just don't care but I think what's, what what happens is the, the worrying thing is all this stuff the coming stuff the eat out we're too fat the no deal Brexit mm. the fact that he you know not that he had no deal Brexit but we had a deal mm. that he quoted years ago was oven ready yeah. Um, that we had a deal we finally got it through parliament and he started undoing it yeah. all that stuff this now with the blaming the care home workers that's a real punch in the gut that's a real soccer punch sucker punch um, all this stuff will be forgotten and in, in the build up to the, the next general election it will take 
six weeks of, of good campaigning, three letter slogans, three word slogans, and that'll be it. It'll it. be well, forgotten. Look how easily people are distracted. They come out with shit like hands, face, space. I mean, fucking. And it distracts from the message entirely. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, and all that yeah. bollocks. And where's that come? Hands, face, space. Yeah. Daft. And yeah, people yeah. do forget. It's really easy. We move on really quickly. I mean, all people care, care about is getting back to their normal as quickly as possible. What it means for everyone else, they don't really care. In truth, and the thing is, we um, can we can achieve some level of normality with small compromises, mm. like wearing face masks, like washing your hands and sanitizing your hands uh, <laughs> again and again and again. It's not that hard. I mean, there's the talk it's not that hard. There was something that sort of got leaked on social media yesterday, and I don't know how true it is. Um, but the experts are sort of moving that to get the schools back to how they should be, we might have to close pubs again. Yeah. And do you know what? To be honest with you, I was never, I was never for pubs opening. No. I know everyone loves a good booze up and a knees up in the UK, but let's face it: if there's one place you can't trust people to be responsible in, a, in a pandemic, yeah. is in a pub. They're going to go, they're going to drink, I, they're going to get drunk, and they're going to be hands all over I, each other, touching each other, spitting. I work next to a pub, literally next to it. Yeah, you the and pub on the corner. Yeah, and I York, literally, yeah. I can look into it while I'm having a fag break or taking something outside. There's about 15 people sat out the front on benches next to each other. Yep. The bar's round. There's no social distancing. It's not safe. It was never going to be safe. No. Um, and I haven't stepped foot in a pub. Um, no. Not because of any more reason. I'm just not a big drinker anyway. But um, I, if I was to meet up with the my reason, friends now, it would be in an open the space. The reason I would go to be. a pub would be to socialise. Yeah. Given the current situation, I don't want to socialise in close proximity with not not them mm. so much as everyone, everyone else. else. So yeah, like you said, if I was going to be up with somebody in a public setting, I'd, I'd, if yeah. we wanted to drink, not that I ever want to drink, but if we wanted to drink, I'd nip to I'd nip to the supermarket and pick up some beers. Yeah, and we drink in the park like we were seventeen like again, parties. sixteen again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but off. All I've ever wanted in general when it comes to politics is for people to be more engaged and more informed. Um, and the longer... But I can see or, why they're not. I can, um, because it takes effort and a lot of... I'm not... I think the difference is, and I know this sounds like we're trying to be like morally superior. It sounds like I'm trying to be morally superior or rather intellectually superior, and I don't mean it that way. But historically, we have been slightly more engaged than the average person. And yeah. the, the difference is, is I'm not intimidated by the politics. I'm pissed off with it. It just irritates me. And do you know what? It's like you're in a fight every day with the you know, with current UK mm. politics. And it's like, I can't be bothered. Do you know what? It's stressy. Mm. Whenever I see these things and I hear them contradict themselves and talk bollocks mm. at us and try and expect... They insult us. They disrespect us and insult, insult us on a daily basis. And it pisses me off so much that they're doing it and that they're getting away with it. And that I just kind of go, do you know what? This is damaging for my mental mm. health. This is causing me stress when, do you know what, I could live in ignorant bliss to a certain extent. And so I've done that as, as, as much as I can. Yeah, and, uh, and the thing is, I, I don't know how to get people more engaged. I don't know if there is a way to get people more engaged. Um, I mean, I definitely don't see myself as in, intellectually superior to anyone because I've never really considered myself that intelligent a person. Um, I'm just the sort of person that when I have a thought about something that I don't understand I look into it and then there'll be something a part of what I've just looked into I don't understand and it will go from there until I understand overall roughly what I was 
looking out for and with me with politics it literally started with something as basic as I didn't know who the Tories were I didn't know the Tories and the Conservatives were the same thing and that's what sparked it for me I wanted to know you realise how little you do know yeah and then I looked into what the the Tories and the Conservatives so I then looked into what's the difference between a Tory and a Labour supporter and then you know what's left and what's right what's what's central you know you realise that these these decisions are affecting everything in your life everything and then I, I remember when I first started engaging with it, I was like, "Why? Why isn't everyone talking about talking about this?" It just it didn't make sense. Literally from from um, the and, f- and again, I'm not even judging people for falling for catchy slogans or getting whipped up into a frenzy because I did the same thing. I voted to leave the EU based off of a very silly, I short-sighted idea. Um, so I can understand how it can be done, and it is very easy. And it only literally took about. 20 minutes of research when I after having voted to leave the EU to actually realise how wrong I was do you know what it is it's, it's, the, it's the, the internet equivalent of those three word slogans of um, TLDR mm. are you aware of TLDR yep for those who don't know TLDR is too, too long, long didn't, didn't read, read. Yeah. and it's the idea that you can put forward a great argument but you go it doesn't really matter about mm. what, what the the, the, the makeup of your argument is you go too long didn't read take back control we go yeah I want to take back control you're like mm. wait but you don't know how we're taking back control you don't know what that means you don't know yeah. what that means we're losing like look into it but they go no too long didn't read take back control done yeah. that's, that's and it. actually I will plug uh, as I have done before yeah there is actually uh, a group called TLDR News and they're on YouTube they do a podcast um, and they're brilliant at taking current events condensing it simplifying it and making it edible if that makes sense very easy consumable to yeah consumable thank you um, and I would always please don't eat your people. news um, but yeah if you watch them on YouTube and their videos are never usually longer than 12 minutes something like that so it's very easy to watch and easily taken in yeah so. and I think but you know what I th- I, I, I um, we've stood here a lot and we said get engaged and you know you should really be engaged because look from the from the price of your weekly shop to what's available in your mm. weekly shop to whether you can afford to buy a place or rent a place to to how many places there are available to you to to the clothes you you know you wear what's available mm. to you and the cost of them everything everything is decided well, they, in government they, I remember the, and it starts with decisions that are made in government that mm. the effects of those decisions then trickle down to your level well I remember there was a campaign years ago that was on telly where like you got a bloke in the pub saying can't believe my pint just cost X amount yeah. and the guy was like did you vote and he was like no he's like then you don't have a right to complain and it, it's similar to that but what I would say is if you're not engaged and don't actually understand don't what you're talking about, about don't talk about it. You don't have a right to be angry about something that you have no idea what you're talking about. I get uh, um, that's a, that's that's the thing is when I've been getting triggered. <clears throat> to the most part, obviously, I, I you know look, I'm not spending every day going into it, but for mm. the most part, I know what's going on. I know what I'm getting triggered about. I'm mm. not getting triggered by some catchy I little mean, thing or a headline. Jake actually texted me yesterday, or as of recording, about Rupert Murdoch, and my first response was, "I know nothing about the Murdoch." No, and I don't know nothing about um, Rupert Murdoch. But while we're here, let's let's give a shout out. Basically, James Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch's son, is stepping down. Has stepped down recently as um, from the board of the News Group or the News Corporation or whatever they're called. Basically, the reason is, and I have so much respect for this, despite the fact that you know that I have to take it as face value mm. and give respect, despite the fact that I think that you know Rupert Murdoch and generally that whole corporation is scum. Basically, he. Now we all know Rupert Murdoch. Uh, we all know the News Corporation owns Fox, 
uh, Fox News, they own The Sun, they own papers like that. They're obviously Fox News is a huge Trump supporter. Fox News and The Sun both essentially deny climate change. James Murdoch has donated to Biden. Mm. He's very much a a, a left centre uh, in in his politics. Yeah. Uh, But you know, make no mistake to the left of centre not yeah. to the right and he um, he also is a big advocate for, for, for climate change policies he, mm. he believes we need to do a lot to change the world and he said that you know look he knows he can't change the paper which is obviously ideal yeah. but um, he knows he can't change the paper but he in, in all good conscience cannot continue to work, work for, for a company that, he, that, that are spouting shit that he doesn't believe in and I think that's there's so much respect for, for standing up for what you believe in and, and making that decision. And the thing is, you can give him respect because he tried to change it from the inside. It didn't work, so he's now going to go on the outside. He's realised his only choice is carry on working and smack the lies that he doesn't believe yeah. or leave. And it's like, well, do you know what? I know look, I know he's not going to be hard up for a few quid. It's not like you no. or I leaving a job. I appreciate that. Mm. But he, 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 still takes he can't decide. He, wasn't, you know, he didn't choose to be born into that family. Yeah. But he's he's made a, a, a big decision, and I think um, yeah. at certainly, like I said, at face value, I have to respect that. No, absolutely. But I think for me, closing um, and easing off now, what I would say is I'm not asking people to spend hours every week. I know everyone's busy. I know we've got lives, children, jobs, families, all of that. But when you're on your commute to work or you've got a spare five minutes and when you're not listening to the pod and obviously when you're not listening to the pod or re-listening to our old episodes on Stitcher iTunes uh, Spotify now on YouTube there is so many places but yeah when you're not listening to us um, there is so much information out there and it doesn't take much and you don't even and like look I'm not even saying you need to agree with us if you become engaged you like more than welcome to an alternative opinion um, but be engaged and I'm not trying to disencourage people's positivity but I think with politics it's such a seed place you've got to look at things with a bit of cynicism so when a decision is made or when someone says something you've got to think why what is the benefit to them for Mm. saying that I know that sounds really because some people are like want to be happy and positive but I Mm. think with politics you've got to be particularly with politics at the moment I mean, I would say always, particularly, you've got to be a bit sceptical and cynical Mm. and ask yourself why, and that's it. It's one question. It'll get you everywhere in life, Mm. honestly, from a scientific curiosity through a political curiosity Mm. through everything. Just ask yourself why. What's the reason behind that? You can find so many things from it. Just, yeah, when someone says, when Boris says it's care home, workers' deaths, why is he saying that? What does he possibly gain from that? Yeah, absolutely. So, no, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Um, make sure you check out our YouTube page. It's something we're really trying to push at the moment. Yes. Um, but we're on pretty much all the major podcast platforms. Wherever you want to listen to us, we're available. You can find links to the YouTube page on our Facebook and yep. on our um, Twitter. Yeah. Please do. You can find them here. It's um, at Source Crossing on Twitter. Yeah. Crossing Source. Just search that on Facebook. You'll find it. Yeah. Um, find us. Um, look for us again same or same story talk to us we're starting to get people trickling in talking to us about what they want to yeah, come on and discuss about ideas um, for those that are listening um, just know that we have heard you we are working through a couple of people have suggested a few suggestions mm. that line up with things we were going to talk about anyway yeah. to a certain extent those are in the pipeline but there's a certain time that we want to discuss them yeah. to make them a little bit more topical shall we say to make them a little bit more easy yeah you so, don't want them to be sort of out of touch with what's happening 
yeah so so there is plans to discuss those so please don't be if you're listening and you're like well i'm sending them ideas and it's not going anywhere no they, um, are, don't going they are going somewhere yeah we're just you know we're playing the long game guys we're look we're in it for the long haul yeah um we're going to be in it all the way through to certainly episode 69 at the very least <laughs> jake's looking forward to that one i'm looking forward to that i've been promised a lot of sex on that episode <laughs> <laughs> but let us know what you'd want on episode 69 yeah, if you've got any funny sex stories, by the way, episode 69 is about it's 10 or so episodes away, about a dozen episodes away, so it's, it's coming. Yeah. So talk to us. Tell us if you've Pun got... Pun very much intended. It's so um, listen, um, hit us up. Um, tell us your funny stories. We will, we will be anonymous. If you go back and listen to our mental yeah. health episode, I know that takes things a slightly more serious turn. If you go back and listen to our mental health episode, we, do, we have actually handled... We practice discretion. We have actually handled things very quite discreetly from other people. Um so please please don't feel that we're going to completely embarrass you we only do that to each other yeah no we make fun of that of ourselves not you guys no we, we respect you guys too much for that despite what we tell you yeah we do actually love you and I think that is as good slightly a place cheerier as note um, absolutely but make sure guys you all look after yourselves and keep safe yes and if you are getting a bit stressed out with things take five minutes chill out then take another hour listen to an episode of the pod get yourself back into a good space (laughs) and crack on absolutely alright guys bye see ya